Hello and welcome to Humans of Agape. We are Agape Europe, a community of people who make Jesus known, so lives are changed and Europe is transformed. We want to bring spiritual hope and help to people from all walks of life. I am your host, my name is Jochen Geck. I work in the Berlin City Hub in Germany, and I'm curious to hear about what God is doing across Europe. So this is what this podcast is all about. I interview people who are on staff with Agape and ask them about what God is doing in their lives and ministries. In today's episode, we're traveling to France, to the city of Strasbourg, or Strasbourg, to speak with Astrid Murphid. It's a Christmassy episode and you'll find out why she's all about partnership. Here she is. Hello, Astrid. Hello, Jochen. How are you today? I'm good. Ready, getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> As one does a week before Christmas. Indeed. <laughs> Astrid, I have an advantage our listeners don't have because I can see you. And I see that your house is full of Christmas decorations. What is your personal thing to prepare for Christmas, to prepare yourself and your family for Christmas? It's evolving because we have uh, two kids, two and five-year-olds, and uh, I sort of rediscover uh, how we can celebrate Christmas as, as they grow older. And it's just really what struck me this year was that it's really the time when even adults are allowed to become children again and just go, wow, look at these beautiful lights. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's really neat and, and to be... Thinking, as they, I mean, in a public school, they talk about magic and, and all sorts of like Santa Claus flying. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, but the real magic comes from God. And, and it's a privilege to be able to, to share that with kids and, and also rediscover this real magic uh, ourselves. So that's really fun. That's nice. And then in your case, several cultures come together and all cultures celebrate Christmas a little differently. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and then we can get into the Christmas traditions. <laughs> well, I'm an Estonian. I'm currently serving in France. My husband is, um, is a British-French uh, man. <laughs> and so it's true that we have a, a lot of cultures coming together. But obviously, our main focus is on French and Estonian currently. And um, yes, it's, it's been interesting. Before we had kids, we had more of the English traditions joining in as well. And um, we're, we're just creating our own traditions now. That sounds fun. What Estonian part is a part of the tradition you're creating? I think it's one of the things, for example, is that in Estonia we have the little dwarfs uh, that are the Santa Claus's little helpers. And um, sometimes it's little angels as well. But every morning, if uh, kids are good, which they normally are, um, <laughs> they bring a little surprise into your um, uh, shoe. And, and this is something that the French don't really do, it seems. And uh, this is something that I, I as a, a parent, really love to just surprise our kids because sometimes my oldest tells me that, oh, you know, I can't even fall asleep because I want to see what the little dwarf is going to put in my shoe. <laughs> That's <laughs> and amazing. It's, I'm just wondering. It just makes me think how much God maybe also enjoys just surprising us and, and just 
how much he delights in, in us really coming to him as little children and saying, oh, daddy, this is so cool that you loved us so much and you sent your son. Yeah, imagine not being able to fall asleep because you can't wait for what God has in store the next morning. Yes, yes. Now, you told us about your family's fun cultural mix. You said you were serving in France. What are you serving as? What's your role in Agape? Mm -hmm. Well, I am based in France, but I actually serve the whole Europe. I'm part of um, the ministry of the Ministry Partner Development, um, where we um, help missionaries to, to have enough partners so that they're fully funded and they have the resources to do what God calls them to do. And um, I'm helping especially in my communications management role in that team. Okay, that's fascinating because I guess it has a lot to do with Christmas too, with gifts and with receiving. Now, you said you're more on the communications end of things. What does that look like in a regular week? In a regular week? Well, I must say no week is regular really right now. But <laughs> let's say if we put up uh, an average week, then um, I might talk to the um, uh, IT person who helps us with the website websites. I might talk to uh, people who help me, for example, with the newsletters, like what kind of photos we choose, what kind of content we do. I might contact somebody and say, hey, can we record a video to use for the next newsletter? Um, it also involves a lot of emails, a lot of um, online talks, because it's often a virtual team. And yeah, I think that's roughly an average. Mm -hmm. So when you're um, writing newsletters, is that to the ministry partner development coordinators in the in the countries or is it to individual staff? Right now, um, when I talked about newsletters, it's for a specific event because in April 2020, we're going to have the Missions Partner Network Forum, which in Agape used to be known as MPD Network Forum. And um, this is um, even bigger than Agape because we're inviting different mission organizations to come and participate during that week. I mean, obviously, Agape people are welcome as well who, who want to come. But it's the focus is to equip the equippers, meaning that to help the leaders help their staff uh, understand what the partnership is about. And that it's not just about money, but it's about mutual relationship and about encouragement and so, yeah, that's currently the newsletter on the Agape Europe uh, level. We're um, thinking and, and trying to figure out the best ways how to encourage staff and, and also the NPD coordinators or leaders in the countries who have them. So um, this is more on a developmental side. Mm -hmm. Now, within Agape, we call it ministry partners and ministry partner development why is this partnership aspect so important well because it is a partnership i think even when god gave his son he intended it to be as a partnership in a sense that we respond and it's not just that he gives his son to us and we're just run with it or never come back to him but he expects us to talk to him to actually share our days with him and and the partnership it's With, with our partners who actually donate or who pray for us or who give their time, um, it's in a way the same because we actually want to invite them to be part of what God is doing. It's not that we want just 
their money or occasional prayers, but we would actually want them to feel that they actually have a place that they are the sent who are as important as the ones who are being sent. And we wouldn't have the kingdom of, work, kingdom of God wouldn't work without either of the two missing. And, and I think it's really important because I think it's also quite liberating for missionaries who often think like, oh dear, I need to go and ask and beg for money. Whereas if you look at it from a perspective like, no, I want people, I want to give people a chance to invest in something that God is doing that is so much bigger than them or their church or even their country. And I think this is, this is really special because that's really good. That's, that's something that gets people really excited because it's even bigger than I am. It's it's bigger than just my calling even. It's it's calling them to be part of what God is doing. And if that's the focus, I think um, a lot of things fall into place that, that otherwise are, we often take as a burden or as something negative or something not very nice that we have to do. Because, I mean, we want to hang out with our friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, if we see our our partners as as partners not just some bunch of people who give their money or or just pray occasionally then um, it's more fun I find as well because there comes the mutual prayer mutual encouragement I mean I just sent an sms to one of my uh, partners today in the morning because she has a rough day today and because we just happened to see on Saturday and she was like oh that's so nice of you to think of it and I just find more and more that the if we can just have this personal approach, um, it means so much to people, even to Christians, because people just don't have time. We don't even have time to often just to listen to our family members or, or to take time. Okay, so how was your day? And it's even more special if it's somebody as a partner or as a missionary who in their busy day takes time for that. Yeah. And I like the idea that you shared about it being liberating for um, the individual staff members. And I can relate to that because, uh, I mean, I, I have my ministry partner's team and I'm constantly working on that. And sometimes it can be a little frustrating and I don't want to feel like I'm actually begging for money. But liberating to invite people into God's mission. But I think it's also liberating for the people that we invite and the people that we ask. Because I, as a donor or as a potential donor, I would much uh, rather be a ministry partner, a partner in something, than just uh, somebody that people come to for my money. Yes. Yes, and I think, I mean, obviously, the degree how much the partners want to be involved, it varies. There are people who are totally happy with just newsletters and and not too much personal contact. Some other people like maybe more regular visits or it's, yeah, we need to go with what the partners are. Mm -hmm. And what I find interesting is that that's kind of how um, Agape and crew and Campus Crusade works around the world with this idea of ministry partners and the, the idea of uh, partnership no matter the culture and then I mean you know it as a European that in most of Western Europe there's not much of a culture for, for giving but I would argue that there is very much a culture for partnership. <laughs> yes and I mean I think France in that sense is really different because there's There is a long history of, of 
this nation being generous and and just giving to associations. Um, but in general, I think in Europe or uh, anywhere in the world, I mean, during this Evo Forum, we often hear also like, oh, it doesn't work in my country or in my culture, we don't talk about money and it's it's all natural in a way. But then again, people know what it means to collaborate and people know what, what, about, what it means usually to partner. And I think it somehow helps to unlock that. And Because I think even Christians in general, we don't often realize that we are co-workers of God and and each person has a different task to do. And for some, yes, it means just giving maybe financial resources. For some, it means going and being a missionary. It's it's so varied. Mm-hmm. How come this is something that's dear to your heart? How did you arrive in this role? <laughs> it's It's been a long process because... Um, I was ready to give everything up. I was so fed up with feeling guilty of not reaching my MPD targets and and of just having it as a drain, as a burden on me. Um, and thanks to um, some patient people, thanks to Miles Wilson's coaching and, and thanks to a lot of aspects and thanks to God, um, yeah, I'm almost to the point where I'm... I used to dread totally of meeting people, whereas, and I still am sometimes afraid, and, and it's not not just a piece of cake in that sense, but if I really get my perspective right and, and allow God to do things, then it's actually exciting. It's like really expecting a present, like, okay, God, what do you want me to share with this person, whether they will join my partner's team or not, but it's, it's God's goals. It's God is behind that, and... He knows my needs, obviously, and I just need to make sure that I'm not going to grow lazy or just think, oh, why can't I just sit at home and it will fall in my lap? Sometimes it does, but it's not regular way of God, how God does things. So that's, that's probably something that's, um, yeah, it's just grown over the years and it's um, through God's grace. Mm -hmm. um, now, as somebody who serves in a very European role, you probably get unique insights into what's happening uh, to different staff or staff teams in different countries, especially on that ministry partnership uh, side. Can you think of an encouraging story? Well, I think Portugal has done a huge, huge, um, has taken huge steps forward. And um, It's often also in, in leaders' heads when the click goes that, yeah, it's about partnership. It's about God wanting to bless my potential partners or the people I meet. Then they become so excited and then it just goes through their stuff and, and then God is just able to pour in those blessings because it's the, the hearts are ready for that. Yeah, and I really like the perspective of making ourselves ready to uh, receive God's blessings and not just uh, thinking about the burden it might be to get there. Yes, I think this, this, it is a mind shift and it is a battlefield in our minds because obviously the enemy wants us to think that there's not enough money around, there's not enough people, there's not enough resources, we can't do what God asks us to do. And we are discouraged and we're not taking any steps forward. Whereas if we think, no, it's, it's God's idea, And obviously he needs to provide the resources, but we need to put our act together and, and do it well and then go and propose this to people. 
for that reason itself, I think it's a very important area, especially also for leaders and leaderships to really grasp the, the, the gist of it, that it's about partnerships. It's not just about money, even though it can often come down to figures and you see the income and, and expense and then you think, okay, what now? Um, God is always in the equation and that's sometimes tricky. That's faith building, but that's also really fun. Yeah. Now, some of our listeners are on staff. Some of our listeners are just passionate about what Agape does in Europe and aren't on staff. Would you have some advice to both groups how to arrive at that uh, mind shift? Through God's word. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he gives us everything in his word. But I think it's, I mean, obviously... I can give a lot of advice, but it's it's really a personal journey for each person, and and it really is in a way we call it sometimes also a journey of, of generosity when we actually see that we're we're ready to receive to pass it on as well. It's not even as missionaries; it's not just to be receiving and to be always on the receiving end, but to just see ourselves as 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 a vessel that God is using for whatever reason. I mean. It's very interesting when we talk about money because um, people really, how should I say, they, um, it's an important subject, let's say it this way, and, and on all levels, whether you're a missionary or you're a businessman, money matters. And, and it often shows also where your heart really is. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes, I'm even sometimes surprised by the conversations of, of, of people that it's, You might think that, you know, they're all right, their Christian life is really good and they have a good relationship with God. And then suddenly you talk about money and you see that there are bits and pieces that show a little bit here and there that God still can work in their lives. And I mean, obviously in mine as well, I don't want to be uh, excluding myself in that, but it's, yeah, I think it's a journey that God is asking us on to embark on and It's easy to talk about it when we have everything enough. I come from Estonia and from a country that was occupied when I was a child. I remember mom and dad saying that we don't have real bread, but we have to eat the bread that we normally gave to the sheep. And, and then I look at my kids sometimes saying, oh, I don't like this, I don't know, rice with chicken or whatever. And I'm like, you know... <laughs> Just shut up and eat. You don't know what a blessing it is to eat something normal. And it's easy. that's why I mean to say that it's easy to trust God when things are going well and we have enough. But I think it's even more valuable to, to learn those lessons when things are going good so that we can really trust God when, when things might not be going so well and, and to really trust that he does get, take care of us. Yeah. Wow, that's a fascinating story about... Uh about your childhood and that brings me to say that especially with money and I'm slowly learning that in a diverse culture or like many cultures that we have in, uh, in Western Europe there are so many cultural perceptions about money too and um, the, the values it has and the values that, that, that are underlying so that probably must be challenging too when you when you coach people or when you uh, train people or when you equip the equippers yes no i mean there definitely are cultural aspects and i'm learning about 
the French culture here in comparison to Estonian culture, doing it personally here. And, and um, it's, um, I mean, how should I say? Culture has its effect, but it's not the, it's not the end. It doesn't end there. And as, as citizens of heaven, I think um, in that sense our job is easy because we can always refer back to the Bible and say, well, that's what God actually says and that's what he means. You know, it doesn't matter in which culture you're living. <laughs> and in that sense, it's, it's really, I think that's, God is, is just so big and, and his word applies to whatever culture we're in and, and we can't really hide from that even though we can say oh, well no no in, in French culture nobody talks about money and it's, it's um, impolite to do that and, and this and that uh, but there are ways that you can do that without being impolite there are ways when you can challenge people without seeming to be um, overwhelming them or, or seeming to be intrusive or um, and I think in that sense we can also shape our approach that fits the Bible but also fits our culture um, the basis is the Bible and what God says but then the packaging like the Christmas packaging can, can be a little bit different yeah and I do think that it's important that we as staff and maybe we as people inviting uh, other people into, into that partnership, we communicate well that we are also learning about this and that this isn't just like a, a mindset that we've, we're so evolved in, but that that's something that took us also like some, some battle and some fighting to, to get there. Absolutely. And I think this is when we're authentic. And that's where, again, the idea of the partnership comes into play because Uh, when we are honest and, and transparent with our partners, then they feel that they can be that with us as well. And and this, it's not like I'm a missionary. I've got everything covered. I know the Bible by heart. <laughs> Whatever else, I have an answer to every every single question in life. But it's it's really I find this is really enriching because it's often actually when you talk about money that somehow people feel that they can talk to you about their intimate issues that they would normally talk to other Christians about. I mean, years ago I had a meeting with, with one uh, partner that she shared about her family issues and, and I was totally surprised because it was the first time we met. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what? I mean, in a way it's humbling and, and it's a privilege to, to be able to say, you know what, it's, thank you for sharing. I really want to take this and pray for that because it's a serious issue and, and It's again. It's God has a different idea for every person we meet, and and the goal is different sometimes, and we just need to be there to allow God to work. Yeah, that's a good reminder. As we're sadly nearing the end of this interview, I would like you to share one thing that you absolutely want our listeners to take home. One thing to think about, maybe over the holidays something to remember, something that might be encouraging or challenging? Well, I suppose I can share from my own experience and I'm really thinking also through this Christmas season and the, sometimes the busy ministry seasons. Um, Jesus says in, um, in Matthew 11, 28, Come to me, all who you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I keep coming back to this this verse, especially um, I think everybody in nowadays world live under the pressure that there's not enough time. And I think it's not true. I think we have time for things that we take time for. And to know what we need to take time for, um, we need to ask God. And this means letting loose of control ourselves and really allowing God to take charge of our lives. And it's so easy to say that. It's so hard to do, especially if you have like, I don't know, 20 things on your to-do list for today and people are waiting and kids are screaming or whatever. But maybe this Christmas time as well and at the beginning of the new year, it can be a time also to, to go deeper into thinking, okay, what does it really mean? How can a burden be light? A burden itself sounds heavy. But Jesus says, my burden is light. And I think there's some real deep truths in there that if we get them, that helps us through our life and ministry and be more available for God to work through us. Yes. Amen. Well, thanks for sharing this and sharing everything else. I really take away the encouragement to live a partnership with my ministry partners. Thank you so much, Astrid. Thank you. And thank you for taking the time, and God bless you. You too. Be blessed. That was Astrid Murfit. She lives in Strasbourg and is Agape's MPD Core Group Communications Director. If you like this podcast, why don't you take a minute and send a message to your friends to recommend it to them? And it would be really helpful if you could share our Instagram stories. Speaking about social media, you can find Agape Europe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website, agapeeurope.org. I'm Jochen Geck, and this is Humans of Agape. See you next time. <laughs>